hair of the dog. They're all clean, freshly copied, never looked at. I don't like dirty ones for breakfast. Ariel shuddered and turned away. No, thank you. You sure? You could burn it right afterward. No possibility of an after that way. No flash-ahead vision. Just the not-me rush. The breeze paused, and for a moment the eternal creaking of the old house was the only sound. Ariel reached out and touched one of the pebbles, then made a fist and pulled her hand back. I'm staying clean, she said unsteadily. Yesterday was the exception that proves the rule. Since you say so. She looked across the table at him. In yesterday's flash ahead, three days in the future, two days now, Scott and Madeline were patient, friendly. They obviously knew I'd arrive mad, but they were calm. And then I was back here, sick, pushing you into the dining room while they marched away up the stairs. So you saw the exchanged me from that future point, and I was welcoming to them? Clemaine took a mouthful of coffee and carefully set the cup down. If it was a real flash ahead, a real after, and not a hallucination. It was real. Which, I apologetically but profoundly doubt. Then apparently when you look at the spider again two days from now, you won't have a quarrel with Scott and Madeline anymore. He leaned back and smiled. Maybe you charm them into singing a preemptive quitclaim in the meantime. Who knows? They seem passive enough. Maybe we offer them a solid buyout to forestall even the remote risk of a judge validating my mother's crazy last will. You buyout. I could go a couple of hundred dollars, I think. I wish we'd invested better. Claymane shrugged. We did what we could, when we could, with what we had, and we're secure for a few years yet. He eyed the slips of paper on the table wistfully. And sometimes the cumulative clogging effect does relent. Phases of the moon, variations in air pressure, blood pressure, tire pressure. And volition is still possible in the befores and afters for such as we. It relented for me last night. I called them ghouls and graveworms, which is to say I will call them that two days from now. That's volition. And... And the exchanged me from up there had volition. I was hospitable. What did I say? If it was real, my dear, you have only yourself to blame for our dwindling fortunes. Instead of cussing at them, you should have found a newspaper and noted some stock prices or horse race winners. Damn it, what did I say to them last night? Oh, I had started to tell them that they had gone to needless extra trouble in dragging their luggage up the steps, as they were to stay in the street-side apartments, and you interrupted and said no. They were to be put to some extra trouble, namely making up the beds in their old rooms here. You were entirely cordial, smiling. Scott, come in out of the rain. He slid a paper out from under one of the pebbles. You don't mind if I... She waved the back of her hand at him. I've been four years off them. Yesterday was a... Fluke, suggested Claymane. An aftershock. A late postcoital shiver. You're a filthy old pig. And you've got another fluke coming day after tomorrow, right? So you can come back to yesterday and be their chum.
Go to hell. Claymane smiled. Salome, unfold this spider for me that I may look at it in your hand. Fuck you, Tetrarch. Clemaine laughed softly and opened the paper and stared at it. Ariel watched his bland face lose all expression as he closed his eyes. He inhaled sharply and his hands gripped the edges of the table, as if he were afraid his wheelchair were tipping over. For a full minute, neither of them spoke and finally he sighed and opened his eyes. He focused them on his hands and the table and Ariel in slow succession and then out across the lawn, and finally he nodded. The crumpled paper was still in his hand, and he rolled it between his fingers. Do you, he paused to clear his throat, have a lighter? No, I quit smoking.